What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rocket Live. I am your host, Chris Vaglio, and I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time today to listen to an episode of the Rocket Live podcast. As always, today's interview was audio taken from a video that I did with my guest. So three quick things I just want to let everybody know of at the top of the show. Number one, you can always watch all of the video versions of these interviews over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel, and you can access the link directly to this interview by using the link in the show notes. And also while you're there too, please feel free to hit that subscribe button so that way you get notified every single time a new video is uploaded to the channel. And also please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast. Number two, if you enjoy the show and want to help and support the podcast, two ways you could do that is using the link in the show notes and heading over to a buy me a coffee. And over there, uh, you can feel free to buy me a coffee and, and set whatever amount that you would like or that you feel most comfortable with. And another way that you can support the show is you can head over to my merch store, uh, which you can access through the links here in the show notes. And feel free to buy a piece of merchandise. We have all kinds of cool branded rocket growth agency and rocket live merch over there and uh, every time you buy a piece of merch you're not only supporting the show but we also do donate a portion of the proceeds to local charities here in new jersey and number three if you're a creative business professional right now that's listening to this and you need help creating a rock star business and brand that will help you get noticed feel confident and bring in more clients then i definitely want to talk with you please feel free to use the link in the show notes and schedule a free 30 minute consultation with me as I'd be happy to help to get your business rocking. Now with that, let's start the show. Today, I've got an amazing guest in the virtual studio. Uh, I want to welcome Mr. Benno Nelson to hello, the show, hello. man. How are you, brother? Good, Chris. How are you doing, dude? Good, man. Really good. Really good. And uh, I, I just uh, I, I'm really excited to have you on today because you are probably one. I think I think you are one of the first guests that I've had on from uh, the coaching group that we're all that you and I are a member of Dallas Shaver Six Figure Coach Club. And uh, you and I like have just similar <laughs> stories. It's funny how we've sort of like, you know, I won't say opposite side of the world, but we're sort of like on the East Coast. You're like, southern southern yeah. part of the country basically and totally. uh but you and i have very similar similar backgrounds for sure so i was really excited to get you on uh the show and we could talk and have a great conversation absolutely excited to be here yeah absolutely man and i want to say hey what's up doina thanks for checking in i uh, hope you enjoy the show uh for anybody else watching live please feel free to uh to participate uh since this is a live show we always welcome comments and questions as we go along so Feel free to put them in a chat wherever you're watching. We are streaming this live on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. So if you're on any of those platforms joining us live, just uh, drop them in and we will get to them as soon as we can. And now I want to jump right in here. So Benno. Yes, sir. Love it, man. So you, you've got a great, great background. And when I say we're coming from similar backgrounds, so for people who have been listening to the show or watching the show for a while, I think 
some of you may know, at least some of the regulars know that my background was was in video production for, for 20 plus years. I was the co-founder of a video production agency called Gray Sky Films, which uh, is now my, my business partner, uh, now runs that by himself. And you and I, I, I started off in the music video landscape uh, before we went more into the corporate and commercial agency side. And you definitely cut your teeth on the music video side as well. So why don't you give everybody some, some context, a little background about um, your journey uh, into the world of video and film. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, as similar to yourself, I have both a rock and video background. Uh, I spent my 20s uh, playing in bands in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, and uh, yeah, I did that, uh, you know, and worked every like hipster job you could work in that city. <laughs> worked at <laughs> nightclubs and re uh, uh, record stores and vintage clothing stores and just anything uh to allow me enough time to play in my band um and then uh in my late 20s i kind of transitioned out of uh the band world and into uh the film and video world which mm -hmm. led me to uh los angeles uh i figured if i got to make it i have to be in either new york or la and uh la was the choice for me and then uh I worked for 10 years as a freelance director and editor in LA, mostly in the music space, uh, music videos, but also uh, content for record labels. Uh, Warner LA was one of my main clients in that front. Mm -hmm. um, and after 10 years about doing that, I uh, started my own production company in LA. And uh, again, the bulk of our business was doing uh, music content for record labels, again, music videos, but right. EPKs, behind the scenes, uh, concert stuff, social stuff, anything like that. And uh, did that for about 10 years, as, uh, and I served as owner and uh, senior creative director for that. And then in 2017, my family and I moved to Nashville, which is where I am now. And uh, I worked for Warner Music Nashville, mm -hmm. which I had done work for, uh, my production company had done work for, uh, and I was uh, the director of video content for that, which is basically then just on the other side of the fence of what I had been doing. Rather than being a client, uh, or rather than being a vendor, I was a client, uh, which was super enlightening. Um, and uh, yeah, and now I... Uh, I work with uh, video freelancers to help them on their journey to uh, grow their business and move from working gig to gig to a prosperous career. So that's kind of my journey in a nutshell. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Many trials and victories along the way, of course. Oh, of course. Absolutely. I mean, and, and you know, absolutely. And it's, it's, uh, it's wild, man. So, I mean, you, you were definitely see my, my East coast experience in the video world was, was I'm sure vastly different from, you know, your experience in the LA side. And that was always sort of my, my dream was to say, okay, well, we're going to do work in East in the East coast here in, in Jersey, New York area. And then we'll eventually relocate in LA and do that whole thing and, and, you know, get involved in that scene and all that. And sure. You know, make a billion dollars and light hundred dollar <laughs> bills on fire with, you know, smoking cigars and everything, but, but you know, that didn't happen, but, right. 
but it, it is it is so you you know being involved in that scene you know as opposed to the east coast scene i'm sure you definitely got to you know to be around a lot a lot of different things see a lot of things but also you know that experience to sort of be like right in the heart of you know the industry is is you know where it is i mean east not not to take anything away from the east coast at all but i mean the west coast is definitely like where it's at yeah 100 percent. i mean and i when i work with uh you know my uh clients today you know a question comes up is they ask like well i'm thinking about moving to los angeles or you know do you think that's a good idea and and there are other markets, definitely, you know, right. New York and Austin and Seattle and, you know, yeah, where there's either tech or showbiz, you know. Um, but I'm like, L.A. is kind of the epicenter of it all. Um, and there's a ton of competition, obviously, but then also a ton of opportunity. And, uh, yeah, it is really the, the, you know, video showbiz capital of our country. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's funny, though, because you are in in Nashville now. And that is definitely when you start to think of those hotbeds of, of entertainment, especially music. I mean, Nashville is, is like, literally, like, at this point now, I'd say, like, the heartbeat of America. I, I mean, there's so much music coming in out of Nashville. So the opportunity there to, to grow, you know, a, a thriving you know production company was was probably a unique opportunity in itself yeah absolutely uh yeah Nash nashville's definitely you know booming it's been booming for the last i don't know probably seven years starting maybe even earlier than that uh and the pandemic has you know even accelerated right. that people our neighbor's a realtor and she's like man people are moving from california and new york by the truckload uh so it's uh you know it's definitely a city booming there's cranes all through downtown and and all that stuff uh and it's yeah historically been a music town music city you know um country music obviously is what it's known right. for but there's a thriving there's other thriving scenes here too um and yeah definitely it's like stacked wall to wall with music events and opportunities and music videos being done here and all that stuff and especially actually, you know, during the pandemic when travel was, you know, uh, not a, a wise choice to be making that a lot of videos were being done here. Um, and I think that really bolstered the community here. Yeah, I mean, and that that is definitely something, you know, I think that that is a, a pretty unique perspective because the pandemic affected different parts of this country in different ways, you know, definitely state to state. I mean, and even in some, some instances like county to county were, mm -hmm. you know, affected differently in the sense of like, uh, you know, if the state didn't have any kind of mandates going on, it's like some of these counties imposed their own. And it, it's, it's definitely, it was, it's been definitely a very confusing time. I mean, things now where we are as, as we record this, uh, this, the, this video, this interview, it's, it's June. So we're starting to come out of a lot of these things. Things have definitely opened up a bit more. I mean, there's still yeah. things happening where it's not, it seems not to, for the rest of the world. Um, mm -hmm. But at least for, you know, in the United States in particular, things are starting to come back online. But I think that is, that's actually a pretty unique observation. I think from your point of view, from, you know, where and what and how business was affected in your area, because here, 
on the East Coast, like New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, the Boston, Connecticut. I mean, when it locked down, it locked down from the yeah. video industry completely shut down for a very long time. Um, and so, but then it's like, but then you talk about Nashville and, and that area, and it was kind of like still going. Like, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure it slowed down, but it didn't come to a grinding halt. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, it, yeah, obviously when the pandemic first hit, everybody locked down and was like, not sure where to go and what the next move would be. And obviously I think Nashville uh, was much looser than New York and LA or the East coast and West coast in terms of their mindset and stuff for good and bad, you know? Right. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, for when I was at Warner for a large chunk of that and, you know, we had COVID, COVID protocols in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those. Yeah. I mean, those are definitely like, you know, obviously you want to have those in place, but you're all actually, I was on a set uh, shooting in a small house. I mean, all of us were wearing masks and had temperature taken right. and a log of all that. But the next day, one of the band's managers came down with COVID and we were like, oh, no, oh, man. Fortunately, nobody else got it. I don't know how that happened, um, but nobody else got it. Uh, but I think Nashville definitely had a looser approach to it than um, than the coast did. Yeah. And uh, again, good and bad. But one of the upsides to it was that the community here got a you know a boost because I would say it was kind of like. 50 50 in terms of the amounts of videos that were shot here versus LA, maybe 60, 40, 60 LA, you know? Um, but during the the lockdown or during the pandemic, I should say, uh, obviously everything was being done here. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a boost to the community here in terms of work and, you know, getting artists on their reels and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's, uh, I mean, listen, it's that stuff still needs to happen and, and somebody needs to make those and create all these things because, you know, there's still that side of the business that's that's going and, you know, somebody has to create the videos. I mean, it's, you know, people were still seeing commercials on TV and and, uh, you know, even if, with some shows that had slowed down, like those things still needed to be edited. There was still stuff in the hopper. And, you know, there were ways to keep creating and keep producing content through all this. And, uh, right. and yeah, and yes, like you said, some States were a little more relaxed than others. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, then that's just the way it goes, like, what you, yeah, absolutely. Do about it, you know? Yep. Um, but uh, you know, what I want to talk about is next is, is to kind of go into like your transition um, because you decided to start pursuing <laughs> the, the career change of, of a coach. Uh, yeah. coach mentor consultant and and specifically working with freelancers in the video industry so yeah. what led you down this road um because i feel like you and i share very similar backstories when it comes mm-hmm. to this yeah totally but but i always find it really interesting to see what somebody's spark was for them to to make that jump yeah so i had the I had an idea in probably August of 2020 mm-hmm. that I really enjoy being of service and sharing information and 
helping out where I can. And um, <laughs> I guess in some respects, I was inspired by uh, the show Queer Eye, which right. like those guys all move in and then with a really positive vibe, they just like totally upend and change somebody's life. And it's, it's such a good vibe, man. I was like, that, those guys are like my spirit animals. Um, <laughs> but, so I, I had this idea of like, you know, like I want to coach some freelancers. And so I just reached out to some local freelancers and I'm like, Hey, I want to give this a shot. Are you interested? It's free, you know, just starting out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, hell yeah. So, uh, I just put together some workshops um initially i had a one called which i still have called the freelance boot camp which is kind of like a nuts and bolts approach to being a better freelancer mm-hmm. um i started one on music how to write a good music video treatment um and it just kind of i did the first one i got some really great feedback i really enjoyed it and i just kind of kept going and started charging along the way you know again i was first i was like look i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just gonna try this for free um but then as things progress i'm like okay yeah i'll up my rates a little bit you know from zero to something (laughs) right some some for some for my money (laughs) yeah exactly uh and then more and more and then uh again like where we met through uh, dallas travers uh six-figure coach club uh a buddy of mine turned me on to that and that really uh, busted the doors wide open. Uh, and for those people that don't know, it's uh, it's a coaching group for coaches. A little yeah, meta basically. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it at least my experience. I'd be curious what yours is. It's pretty ingenious. It's the way uh, she has it laid out. Like every step, you do this, and it's super clear. And here are the actions you take. And um, and that's really what kind of was a catalyst to really get my coaching career uh going yeah yeah i mean my story is uh as is, is there's i guess similar parallels but i i didn't want i used to watch queer queer i great show yeah. uh but it wasn't that wasn't the catalyst for right. me for me it was more like as i was doing my company over the years i went from you know being right in the trenches camera in hand shooting, directing, editing to then evolving out of editing to just directing, producing and doing business development to straight up just basically doing business development, client relationships, all that. But along the way through all that, I always was making time to like uh, mentor anybody who needed it. I would talk to a lot of people on the side and, you know, just give my time wherever I could. And I really enjoyed it. Like I got really, I really enjoyed it a lot. And I, I, and from there, it sort of like snowballed for me in the sense of, wow, I've really been doing this for like the video side for over 20 years. Like it's cool. I I love doing video. I love, I love creating. I love producing. I love working with people and helping them see their ideas. Like that part of it, I love, but I definitely came to a point where I felt like, for myself, I needed, I wanted to do something different. Like I wanted to Mm. take a jump and, and, and just change it up for this, not for the sake of changing things up, but because there was something else I just felt like was, was a little bit more fulfilling for me. Yeah. 
and that fulfillment was was working and coaching other people and really sharing with them the set of experience and the stories and the things I learned along the way, which is what mentors for me did in my life along the way. Yep. And I just started feeling very compelled to do that, to, to share that and to work with people. And while I was doing it for free for a while, I mean, I was like, okay, I, I think this is something I, I, I think I want to get up and do this every day rather mm -hmm. than this. Right. And so when the pandemic happened, and, um, you know, things really slowed down here and lockdowns and okay. Yeah. You know, it was like all of a sudden someone turned off the, the faucet and, uh, you know, once we took care of things we needed to take care of as a business, you know, I just got to really like thinking about where I want to be in my life and, you know, things, the feelings and thoughts that I had pushed way down because I was running a business, another business, just, I ignored them, you know, but then it mm. started like you know, pounding that door, like, Hey, listen, you know, like yeah. that voice in my head, like, Hey, you know what? There's this other thing. Yeah. And it just became louder and louder. And that's when I said, wow, I think I better really listen to what's going on here because maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing now. And that was Absolutely. it, man. I mean, once I started like listening to that and then obviously talking to people and I mean, it was not a quick decision. Believe me, it was like really slow and methodical. <laughs> Right, How long totally. it took for me to like come to the realization that I wanted to quit doing the thing that I or leave or exit, I should say. I didn't quit. I, I exited um, the thing I built for 20 years with my best friend and then now do something else was like a hard, really hard decision to make. But I felt like at the end of the day, it was the right one for me. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit like what were your first early steps like and who were they with? Uh, I would say my first early steps in this were with um, was really, you know, thinking it out and kind of like I had a lot of internal struggle first, like I can't possibly be feeling this way. I can't right. possibly be. This is like ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. You know, like and if I want to do this, can't I just do them both? Like, can't I just do this and maybe do this at night or something like that or whenever yeah. I got free time? But. I just was like, wait a second, this really, I don't think I can make these things coexist. So once I started coming to grips with, I think this is what I got. I think this is what I have to do. You know, I went and I talked to my wife about it. Like she was definitely the first one who I started talking about this. And then I had a couple other really close friends that I confided in about this. And, uh, you know, and they just kind of, nobody talked me into it. They just helped me sort of along the thought process of, you know, and challenged me a bit too, which was really helpful of like, you know, right. like playing both sides of the fence of this. And yeah, absolutely. You know, and it was, yeah, it was, and I talked to a few other people I know in the industry who have made these same decisions and how they did it and how they went about it. And, you know, everybody's got a different story. Um, so all that was really helpful. You know, I just, I think I just turned basically to, to the people close to my network in my network, you know, people I knew I could trust and confide in who, you know, I would, would tell me, how it is like Chris right. this is a stupid idea and you should <laughs> not do it like I think you need to like like I get it but like you shouldn't be doing it. like none of that ever happened right you know nobody ever said this is a horrible idea and you are like an idiot for, for this <laughs> right. decision, which I thought was going to happen honestly I was waiting for somebody to tell me that but nobody yeah. did. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome man that's so cool but I can relate a lot to that yeah. like 
uh, struggle of like, wait, can I make a living doing this? Is this even legitimate? You know? Right. Uh, and I got to say, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be a shameless plug for Dallas's uh, group, but being in a group of other coaches, you're like, oh, wow, man, there's people that are doing all kinds of coaches for all sorts of issues and maladies and like careers. And like, I'm like, whoa, there are people doing this, you know? Um, and that was extremely eye-opening and helpful to me to be like, oh yeah, okay. There are people like making a sustained living as a coach, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you a hundred percent with that statement. Cause I, I have known plenty of coaches and, and I've definitely have, I've hired coaches throughout my career with, with Grace guy. Right. But coming into that club, that, you know, Dallas's club was like exactly what you just said. It was so eye opening to be like, wow, there's like a coach for everything. Like, yeah. I mean, like everything and it's yeah. cool, but like, I never in my wildest <laughs> dreams would ever thought about the, the different types of coaches there are and how they're helping people and, all these different ways like you said it's it's really um amazing unique and the other thing that i i like too which i i'm i'm sure you have found in talking to other people within the group and other coaches are a lot of the shared similar like stories Mm -hmm. um quote-unquote origin stories of like their coaching right um you know people who have left successful careers in you know some corporate gigs or other ownership positions or um and i find that fascinating too because i love here because oftentimes you know i'm sure you feel like this too you, you kind of feel like you're alone in all this you know even yeah. though you know you're not and there's this community and all but you still feel like at the end of the day like oh my god no one knows what i'm going through no one knows the same struggles yep. I, and then it's like then you go into that group and you're like oh no yeah. everybody everybody does feel the same way i do and it's and and people do have similar backstories on things so 100 percent. it's very comforting to know that that exists yeah totally yeah and it is fascinating the the yeah just the total variety and breadth of what the different kind of coaches do you know um yeah i found that very comforting and also dallas is plan of like okay here's what you do here's how you build the business here's what you do you know um let me ask you how did so obviously you know your company's called rocket what's your background in music how did that and obviously music you know you got the guitar and yeah yeah <laughs> uh acdc and everything behind you there um how did how did music shape you um and you know become such a integral part to your uh coaching business uh, that is a great question. By the way, I want to thank you for asking me questions. So this, <laughs> this is what makes this fun. This is why I always say this is a conversation. Absolutely. Uh, dude. I, I, I love this. So the um the the genesis and the backstory of of Rocket Growth Agency um really starts with I, I mean if, if I'm gonna go way, way back, uh I mean it really starts with you know, my, my original love into getting into like rock and roll music and just rock music in general. I mean, I grew up around rock music my whole life. My, my parents definitely were, uh, you know, there was always Beatles and Doors and Almond Brothers and the Stone. I mean, just all the classic Led Zeppelin, all that was in my house all the time, always being played. And my first record I ever bought with my own money was, was this one. There it is <laughs> opposite back, back there. 
the Kiss Destroyer record. You know what? Uh, my uh, sorry to yeah. jump in. My first record that I bought with my money was Kiss Rock and Roll Over. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Rock and Roll Over. Nice. Yeah. So awesome. that's so funny. Yeah. So that was it. I mean, I think that's a product of being a kid in the '70s. You know, it's like totally. I mean, Kiss was it, right? I mean, they they were the greatest. I, the I have a theory actually that Kiss is the perfect bridge between superhero and rock band. Per, a, a great analogy because it's true they they are larger than life they're like comic booky and yep uh I, I agree that is a great statement they really are a perfect bridge and i think for you know kids our age back then it was 100 what we needed you know yeah. and, and it was just that it was it was the perfect blend and that was my first like real fandom of being like into something like mm -hmm. other than star wars which is the second which is a whole other so it's like kiss and star wars like that's my life like when sure. i'm a kid and and that was it and so one led me onto the road of being wanting to be a filmmaker and video and all that and creator and the other one led me into the road of wanting to be uh a, a massive rock fan and into and get into music and so that's that's the that's the the start of it and then from there it just keeps going because then kiss turned into van halen which my favorite band in the world and then yep. everything else you know uh, metal, heavy metal, every everything you can think of, and then it eventually led to me getting very involved in the 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 punk and hardcore scene. Um, okay. You know, because I feel like sometimes all, all roads lead to the Ramones, and then nice. once you get into the Ramones, things really get wild because you're like, wait a second, these guys like created amazing songs with with three chords, and like yeah. it's it's amazing what they were able to do, and that just opened up a whole world of that, and then. But that punk and hardcore scene for me, like, tapped into something that, like, I am always, always been a huge metal fan, big metal head. But, like, and I always loved that. It was always, like, I always felt like a misfit to begin with. So metal was, like, the perfect thing for me to get into. It was, sure. it was angry. It was angsty. It was super technical. I, I love that because I'm a big Eddie Van Halen fan. So anybody that even remotely sounds like I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm in. Um, I love the heaviness of it. But the punk and hardcore aspect when I got really into that really spoke to me in a way that like metal, I felt like with metal, it was like, it was super cool, but you had to be like a super virtuoso to like really play metal and get into it. And I yeah. just didn't have the, the, the patience to get to play that much guitar. Like I didn't have, I did not put an acquired 10,000 hours. You need to be yeah. like an amazing player. Totally. Uh, and I didn't have the dexterity and all that because I didn't practice enough. But punk and hardcore was like, wow, this I can get into. This I can play. This is accessible. And on top of that, like, it just was this entire community of being like, like, talk about it. I mean, listen, not all aspects of punk and hardcore were inclusive. However, right. it was yeah. very inclusive to a point of like, you could pretty much be and do whoever you want. You didn't have to ask permission for anything. If you 100%. wanted to start a band and put a show on, yeah, go ahead. Be my guest. Yeah. Like, go rent the hall. Go play in a basement. Go play in a back. Like, you know, it was just everything. And then all the creativity of putting out your own records and and you could become an entrepreneur in the scene. Like there was so much lessons learned for me in life in punk and hardcore that I didn't realize I learned until mm -hmm. I started business. Mm -hmm. That and, and to this day, I still lean on all that, all those things of DIY and you know, the the, the mindset of things and you know, positive mental ah, PMA and um just all that, and including yeah. the music too. And so that with kiss and all this is like the giant answer that like rocket growth yeah. agency is 100 like me like this is this is what i do and this is also how i come at coaching is this 
mentality, like the rock and roll mindset. I'm like, you don't have to ask for permission to be yourself. Like do the things you want to do, like lean into these things about you. Like you want to stand out, you want to get noticed. Well, all you have to do is look inward. Like you don't have to do anything fancy to, to stand out really just start being more of yourself, like ditch the scripts, like start turning more inward about who you are, what you do, what you're into. Yeah. Use that as your, Hey, here I am. Look at me. Check me out. Like I'm the go-to person. Like this is what I'm knowledgeable about, blah, 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 blah. But like, right. and that's what rocket growth agency is. <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Uh, uh, just an aside. Have you ever read the book? Our band could be your life. Uh, yep. I actually have it um, right here. Yeah. I have it right here. Love that <laughs> book. That is, I, and I've started rereading it. Uh, my daughter's really into Harry Potter. So at night, Oh, nice. uh, when I'm tucking her in, she reads Harry Potter and I read our band could be your life. Ah, oh, the book is so good. It, yeah, it is, so good. And you're so right. It is so worth rereading parts of this book. I mean, you could reread the whole thing, but it is great that you can just pick up and read a chapter on like, yeah. you know, black flag. And it's like, there it is. And dinosaur junior. And it's just, and there are so many lessons learned when you read those uh bits and it's it's great it is an awesome book yeah so for anybody listening out there or watching this right now I, whether you're into music or not into music like this is just a great book to read because yeah. the stories are awesome and i've been reading the minutemen section and that is particularly like what you're talking about in terms yeah. of you know in connection with rocket it just like uh you know diy figure out how to do it go do it be authentic you know, uh, and by being authentic, that like what you said, makes you stand out. Those guys, you know, yeah, kind of blended all their weird genres together. And by doing that, being authentic to what they love, they totally stood out. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, they, they, you know, and whether you liked it or didn't like it, like they just didn't care. Like, yeah. and that's, that's the thing. You're not going to be, you, you know, you're not going to be something for everybody. And, uh, and so that's even too, how I present, I like, I know I'm not the coach in the suit or, you know, posing in front of the, the, the Ferrari or the Maserati, right. You know, I don't claim to say you can grow a nine figure business in 90 days. If you follow my system, I mean, that's right. It's just not me. <laughs> do you, uh, who do you find yourself working with mostly? So the people I find myself working with mostly tend to be, um, actually, <laughs> something I didn't think about until recently because it started happening is other coaches have oh, been just working with me, which is something I just never even was on my radar until it started happening. So other coaches, uh, definitely other creators. Like I, I with Dallas, uh, it is my, my power statement is, uh, you know, I work, uh, I help creative business owners to create a rockstar brand and help them, uh, um, feel confident bring in more clients or like get noticed, feel confident, bring in more clients. Uh, so create a business owner. So I, I, a lot of creators come my way, uh, whether they're other video production, filmmakers, uh, photographers, designers, podcasters, you know, people in, in do owning creative businesses, things like that tend to come my way. Right. Uh, but I've also got like, you know, lawyers, accountants, you know, people like that too, who are like, you know, I'm out there, I'm trying to stand out. I'm trying to get, you know, trying to do business. And, you know, how do I stand out against 10 million other accountants doing the same thing I'm doing? Like it's numbers. I crunch numbers, but right. You know, so how do I stand out or yeah. the lawyer or, 
you know, anybody in sort of professional services type of a thing, they'll, they'll come my way too. That's amazing. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice wide range of clients there. Yeah. And that's, you know, uh, with creative business owners, it's like, listen, I, you got to be creative anyway to get into business. You know, all businesses are creative to even start doing business, but in particular, the ones that are more attracted to what I do tend to be in that, that, that creative services area. And I think that has to do with my background, which is something I'm sure, you know, and you're very specific to, you know, video freelancers. Yeah. Now, do you get um, from your side with the video, are you mostly working with directors or are you working with DPs and grips, gaffers? Are you working with anybody in hair and makeup? Like, are you working with all people who service the industry or just specifically like directors and, and uh, producers? I would say mostly kind of quote unquote above the line right people what they you know it's a term in the industry for a certain amount of or jobs above a certain line i guess imaginary line (laughs) uh i work mostly yeah with directors editors uh dps i'm just trying to think of my client roster now that's about it yeah for Mm -hmm. sure um i'd be happy to work with the others you know uh but right now it's kind of those are the people that are grabbing uh gravitating to my message is mm-hmm. definitely those directors, editors, DPs, um, photographers. I deal uh, with photographers as well. Yeah. So, nice. and, and particularly what are you finding to be like sort of like the common denominator where they, where they need the most help? Mm, rates is yeah. a big area. Figuring out what they should be charging. Yep. And then staying with that and holding that, um, and I get it. See, it's interesting because uh, a lot of these, while you these positions do deal with people, like obviously you're a director, you're on set, you're working with a bunch of people. Uh, editor is more solitary kind of gig, um, but the there's never really a forum for people freelance world to talk about doing business. Right. You know, uh, it's all kind of done in isolation. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. my thing is like for rates is like, do some research, see what your peers are making and then adjust that with their skill level and expertise. If somebody is charging this rate, but they've got more years of, you know, experience than you, then you might want to adjust that downward. And conversely, if you ask somebody and they've got less experience than you, then you bump their rate up. And that's how you kind of discover your what your rate is, but it's by going out and doing some research, ask people like, what, what's your rate? Um, right. Uh, and also then standing by that rate as a statement of self-worth, uh, cause your rate is more than just numbers. It's also a statement of worth. Like this is what I'm worth. Um, and so I tell my clients to do kind of a three-step thing of like, write it down, like, physically write down what your rate is and then put it somewhere where you can see it every day by your computer, by the bathroom mirror, whatever, and practice saying it. And so you're kind of, that is the method of internalizing your rate. So then the time comes when somebody asks you your rate, you just say like, Hey, it's my rate's 900 bucks for the day, you know, or whatever it is. Um, so I, I deal with rates a lot. I deal with, uh, reaching out to clients a lot, mm-hmm. uh, attracting more, a diversified client base. Um, what else do I deal with a lot? Uh, I reels and websites is a big thing that I, yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. Do you get into like looking at 
somebody's site or their yeah. work and giving them advice as to that. Cause that, that is a big one. Cause it's, that's to me, you know, being, you know, someone in creative, it's like, you never feel like you're putting out the, the best stuff. You know, you're constantly tinkering with it and constantly feeling like, Oh, I can make this better. I mean, and that's the nature of being a creator, right. Is like that. The site is never finished. The, the, the real is never finished. And, and yeah, and you always want to update these things, you know, but it is, it's tough when you don't have someone else to come in with an eye and be like, you know, actually the thing that you do think is in your reel should probably come out. Right. <laughs> you know, you should be doing a little bit more of this in your reel. You know, you need people to come in and tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. And I do, you know, I, I've built cut reels for myself and I've built websites for myself. Mm -hmm. And then also being in my position at Warner's being the kind of gatekeeper for reels and sites and treatments that are sent my way were sent my way. Um, you, you definitely see like the best way to get yourself out there in a, like my golden rule with reels is one minute, one minute in length. Mm -hmm. And it's again, your reel is just a hook to get people to go investigate you further. Right. Um, so, and I do give my creative input on those reels. Like, hey, let's start with your biggest names and most impressive shots at the top of the reel. Again, people have a limited window of time to, you know, for you to sell yourself to them, sell yourself uh, to oh, hook yeah. their attention. And so you got to just like get it out there and get to the point. Uh, and same thing with websites, work a lot with like organization of website. What, you know, what is your messaging? I mean, it's the same things that I went through when I first started, like in branding myself as a coach. What do I do? What do I offer people? Right. You know, what's my message? And getting drilling down and getting very clear on that. At first, I was just going to like, I'll work with freelancers as a catch all. And then I was like, no, in terms of doing some more research and stuff, I'm like, I'm going to really drill down and be like video freelancers. Um, so, yeah, I help reels and websites all day every day that's a big uh area that i help people with yeah and i think once again it, that is a it is a big thing because it's really needed especially when you don't have someone else who will tell you <laughs> sort of how it is yeah uh listen we all need that we all need someone to come in look at our work and, and evaluate it with with a different kind of an eye than you know maybe we would get from someone else close to us who may be afraid of hurting our feelings or and this isn't really a hurting feelings thing. This is, hey, I need to be putting my best foot forward so I can Absolutely. get work. And you need somebody to tell you that, like, hey, you know, do you have? I don't see any of these big name things at the front of your reel. Like, it's in the back. Or, you know, do you have any big name things? Because we need to add them to the reel. So whatever. Yep. You need someone to come in and tell you that. So it's and somebody who's been in the business. To your point, too, like, I tell people, like, your next reel will be better than this one and your reel after that will be better than this and your web next website will be better and the next one will be better than that yep. it's important get something out there you know don't you want it to be solid and great but don't don't let perfectionism stop you you know uh right got to get something out there and then you can keep working on the next year radiation <laughs> oh i mangled that one <laughs> uh the next version you know what i mean right. like the next version will be better and the next version will be better and the next version will be better but you got to get something out that shows who you are and what you do in a succinct manner yeah 100 percent agree agree with everything you just said yeah um, you know and the other thing too is i know a lot of for a lot of people and i'm sure you've come across this is 
it is there's also a fear of you know they have all that but then they don't know exactly how to like you said sell yourself i'm doing mm -hmm. air quotes by the way for people who can't see this and, right but it is that like i and you know it in the, in the creative industry you know everybody's very good at being creative but when it comes to actually going out and getting yep. business and drumming up business and doing what you need to do that's not something that comes very natural and you got to work on it and that's the thing because it's like i think for a lot of freelancers they're very used to getting that steady work they find those few clients that just mm -hmm. send them work yep but then one day yeah that you know they that place goes out of business they start working with someone else uh, that person who was hiring you leaves and they, now they bring in new people or well, so on and so forth. Uh, there's so yep. many different reasons. And then before you know it, like you had a roster of 15, 10 to 15 people feeding you work. And now it's five or yeah. four. And 100%. you got to go get that more work. And not everybody really knows how to go about and get that work. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, uh, networking and marketing, it's a skill like anything else. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, to use the music analogy, like the first time anyone plays guitar, anyone, you know, pick your guitar hero. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first time you play guitar, it hurts and it sounds bad. Period. Mm -hmm. You know, but you keep picking up that guitar consistently and practicing it. And, you know, I'm not saying you got to practice four hours a day, but consistently pick it up and work on it. Your fingers get stronger you start building calluses you know it starts to sound better and the more yeah. you practice the better it sounds and marketing and networking are the same way and a lot of freelancers have dread around those things um because they feel like they're just not good at it and my messaging to them is just start practicing it just start practicing it and do it consistently again like i would rather have somebody do it three days a week for 15 minutes, then an hour on Monday, and then not again for two weeks. Um, but it's a skill like anything else, and you just got to practice it. And, you know, part of the freelance, you know, life is you have to be your own hype man uh, or yeah. woman, as the case may be. Um, you got to be the one bringing in the gigs. Um, so I definitely encourage people to like, try to drop the negative feeling that you're just not good at it and just practice it. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, well <laughs> said, my friend. And I think that's, that is a great way to, to wrap up this, this interview. I, I feel like I could talk to you for, <laughs> I say, I feel like I say this to everybody all the time. Everybody's probably like, Chris, you say this all the time, but it is true. I feel like I could talk to everybody for so long about, about all this. And especially when it comes to this, because this is something, you know, you and I both have uh, quite a bit of, experience and history in, in doing uh, absolutely to this world of uh, this wacky world of film <laughs> video. Uh, but uh, I, I hope everybody has enjoyed watching and listening to this interview with Benno. Uh, I, as, as the show's been going on, I've been bringing up uh, Benno's website information, his IG. It of course has been in the comments as well. So you can click on it. It will be in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this, uh, you can click it and access all his links in the show notes. But uh, just for the audio version, uh, I will say his website is yesequalsyes.com. And uh, and so, Beto, why don't you talk about what's what's on the site? Yeah, it's my coaching site. Uh, and it's, I should say, yes equals yes, all spelled out. 
um, you'll find a, a, a one minute video on the front page that says what I do and what my background is. I try to follow what I, you know, practice what I preach. Uh, then there's a, you can find out about individual sessions, which is the main uh, way I help people. I do have a couple workshops that I do as well. Um, and, uh, and then a little bit about me and why I think I have the authority to tell you what to do. Uh, so that's what you all find there, hopefully in an eye-catching, succinct way. I really do try to lead by example. No, I love that. I think it's great. And, and I, will, I will admit to you right now that I totally love your video. No, oh, thank you. And I'm probably going to rip it off. So <laughs> please, <laughs> please. <laughs> no, it, it is. It's really, it's really cool. It's well done. And I, I saw that and I was like, man, I need a video like that because, you know, I, I've like, I've gotten everything I was set up in this business and it's been almost a year now since I've been doing this. And the one thing I haven't really done as much video as I do, I haven't done like that promo video, like that, like one minute video on my page that totally does what you do, like explain what you do. So I, it's it's ironic that a guy with uh, as much background in video that I have that I have not made my own one minute well, video. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say that do it so it does the heavy lifting for you. Like I, when people say what are you all about, I'm like here, watch a minute video. You know, don't yeah. read uh, three paragraphs of text. Here's a sixty second video. Check it out. Nope, absolutely makes sense. I, yeah. I said that for for years and years and years to everybody <laughs> as I sold them videos. Now I gotta I gotta I gotta tell myself that absolutely. <laughs> And I just want to say, hey, Trisha, just uh, checking in. Uh, Trisha McGuire, I'm checking out that book. Good stuff. Thanks. So thanks, Trisha, for, for watching. I really yeah. appreciate it. It's a, it's a great book. You are going to love it. And like Benno said, you're going to, after you read it, you're going to find yourself going back to it and rereading certain chapters. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, Benno, I want to thank you so much for coming on today, man. This, this was really great. And I urge everybody who uh, is watching, and we'll watch the replay and is listening to 100% connect with Benno. Uh, as I said, all his information is in the show notes and the comments of the video and the show notes of the audio version. So it'll all be there so you can click on it and connect with him at any time. And, and Benno, if someone wants to set up an appointment with you, uh, best way to do that is, is through your site or yep. uh, IG or where? where yep, on my site, site, there's a little banner. There's an initial discovery session, a free initial discovery session, about 45 minutes to see if we're a good fit for each other. Um, and that can be done right off my website. Yeah, yes equals yes.com. And Beto, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me, Chris. Once again, just want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the Rocket Life podcast. Please hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this. And also, don't forget, you can watch the video version of this interview over on the Rocket Growth Agency YouTube channel. Just use the link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget to rock it. Rocket.